Yo! Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what episode are we on? I've forgotten already. 64. 64. Never mind, I remembered. I remembered. It's a good way to get people to tune in. Just scream uncontrollably at the beginning of the episode. Welcome to episode 64. <laughs> Yo, who do we get the uh, body double as reinforced this week? <laughs> Who's that? Who's? Who's reinforced? <laughs> this is, you, I, you look like... You look Bro. like you took the uh, good cop, bad cop skit from <laughs> Watchpoint way too far. <laughs> Leo, what, 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 are, are you trying to grow that out? Or like, what's the deal? I'm from Fiverr. Uh, I don't know. I'm just on this podcast <laughs> to replace <laughs> someone. <laughs> yeah. We just hired you to just replace <sighs> our friend. All right. Uh, welcome. Was, uh... Sorry, go on. I was going to say welcome to Plot Chat Overwatch, oh. episode 64, presented by T-Mobile. And now you can continue to speak. Nah, I just uh, I just wanted to grow it out for like November, you know, as a good cause mm. for charity, whatever. That's the entire it's month's December. worth of growth. That's the entire month. No, I actually did. I actually did shave it on the seventh of November because I I I had like muscle memory when when it came to shaving. So mm. I started shaving right, and then I just naturally shaved off like half of my mustache, and I was like, well, uh, you know. So, so this is like the the remains. This is a month. This is a but month. today of recording is yeah. the seventh of December, so that's a full yeah. month's growth. I mean, yeah, that's as bad as me. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you, we don't have to make fun of it already. I'm trying. You never yeah, want to be. You never want to be like. There are some things where you'd be okay being compared to Josh. Hair growth would not be one that you should be okay. With. Uh, that's one thing that you would We're not want young. to have in there's common still time. with uh, huh? there's, still, there's still time. We're all young. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't take that long to grow on me. Like, oh, you're, yeah, but you're like 50 years old. You've been true. You've had a full beard yeah, since you were true, like actually. three. I feel like you're. It's the, yeah. The What's everyone you're been at? up yeah. to recently? You're actually one of the dwarves uh, from the Hobbit. So I've been, uh, I've been playing WoW. I've been playing Same. some Overwatch, and then also I played a, a Clash tournament uh, this weekend with Brennan Hook. Oh, we'll talk about where, what is a Clash uh, tournament. So mm. it's like a like you Clash, play through Clash the game. And, uh, no, no, no. It's like League of Legends is like sign up saying you play through the game. Like they mm. matches you on skill. The first day we make it to the finals and uh, we oh, no, lose. Let me, let me, it's, it's, listen, uh, listen, this listen. Is the, this is the finals of bad players, right? It matches you based on your ranking game. Uh, well, kind of. Other gold players. Yeah. yeah, it's a t or it's silver. A, yeah t gold players. Kind yeah, of. Kind gold. of. Yeah. Okay, uh, but but I will say this, like, yeah, day one, what Matt's going to say is like, yeah, we made it to the finals, we ended up, we lost in the finals. Okay, cool. Yep. We lost then. Day two, I wanted to come in fully prepared. I mean, I'm talking the full Monty. I came into it and I was like, right, listen, I woke up, I did my stretches, I ate my breakfast, I went for a run, I drank lots of water. I was like, I'm ready for this fucking tournament. I watched a bit of Valorant on the side, I'm not going to lie, took a little bit, it's a little bit of a me time, you know, watched a little bit of Valorant on the side. But the point remains, I'm out here preparing and I'm like, okay, what is the one thing I need to prepare more? I need to expand my champion pool. So I'm... So the one way to do that is by playing the game, for one. But I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go for a new method, which is essentially um, watching videos. Now, right. it was all hunky-dory. Oh, okay. What do you know? I'd done all the prep work. I'd done the stretching, done the exercise, drank the water, ate the food. What's the other thing you need to watch videos? Internet? Stable internet. Yeah. Oh. Stable internet connection. Did something happen? And what do you know? Yeah. 11 a.m. on the dot. Boom. Lights go down. Internet goes down. 
the world goes down. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, check my phone. Oh, hundred percent battery. Not bad. Ooh. What's that in the corner? Hold up. What is it? Is that, is that five, 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 five G bars? Five bars? Five G? Ooh. Let's go, team. Let's go. Let's go, baby. You already know. Yeah, Jack, shut that door real quick. Shut that door. Jack's going to get his groceries. The neighbors can hear me screaming. Shut that door, Jack. Get out of here. Get out of here, Jack. That's right, baby. Because we got T-Mobile 5G in his house. With 5G coverage in all 50 states. T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. And even better, no other 5G signal goes mm. farther to bring you closer to the Overwatch League and connect it to the game. So rank up and take your wireless game to the next level with T-Mobile and visit T-Mobile.com today. So yeah, I plugged in the T-Mobile, baby. The yeah. power came back online, tethered up my phone, bish bash bosh, started looking up the YouTube videos, and I went one in 16 across all of our Clash games and lost us the game. <laughs> the first, yeah, the first, yeah, okay, so the, yeah, that's the part I was waiting for him to get to. The first game, the first game, he goes, he goes one in nine. And we're like, all right. Like, like, let's try and like, you know, cut down. No, 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 like, no, 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 don't even. Don't the even talk game. like you were giving me advice. Everyone was silent. So I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. God. how do I fix this? Uh, how do I fix this? Oh, God. Oh. The second game, uh, he 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 selected Malphite, which we've never seen Brent ever play Malphite. He claimed these are some of the videos he watched. <laughs> oh, no, uh, don't pull this up. Oh, oh, and seven and five on Malphite for a whopping oh, one, in, one in 16 performance on the day. Jesus uh, God. We, won the, we won the third game, though, because the team forfeited. So we didn't yeah, have didn't an opportunity to keep going. So... Uh, <laughs> Mind you, we lost. Uh, we lost that second game, and our mid laner uh, had uh, fifty three thousand damage. Oh my god! Hello. Hello. Bye. I think. Bye. Oh, I'm back. Oh, hey, there is. The lights went out again. Yeah, that was weird. Luckily, we're on the T-Mobile Tevern, so we can still stay in contact. Of course, know? true. Of course. That's a good point. Good true. So, what did we get for plugin. doing all these clash thingies? Uh, well, I mean, considering we got like sprays and stuff, like, or? yeah, I mean, considering we got last pretty much the second day, we didn't get much. The first day we got a bunch of stuff because we got second. But uh... when you first said this, I was like, oh, they're doing like some Twitch rivals thing. It's gonna be broadcast or whatever. No, but there was actually this group organization like a week ahead to just play clashes in game. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a pretty cool players. system. Yeah. They should add something like yeah, it to Overwatch, cool I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is an amazing system. It, it looks like it would be a fantastic addition yeah. to any game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's start this episode off, then. Yeah. yeah. You ready? Let's go. Let's start with the fucking Nostradamus sat here in the corner of our screen. <laughs> here predicting yes. Glister to the San Francisco Shock. Psychic Sideshow is what I'd like to be called from now on. Because how, did that you, was a... how did you do this? I, I had no... I had no um, Inside info. I had no hmm. idea. I just figured that Glister is the kind of player that I expect the San Francisco Shock to pick up because he's he's a a big name, but I feel like he's cheaper than he should be this season because he had a year where he just kind of got wasted in London. Like he was obviously the best player in London, but he just kind of got wasted. So he's like a pretty big name that has a lot of potential, but hasn't really made it. I feel like Krusty would turn him into an absolute literal beast. 
So I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> and, and also, the Shock love just hogging DPS players, yeah, don't they? Yeah. I mean, well, how many have they got now? They're 17 now. on their roster. They have oh, five, five DPS. Right, right. You know, well, what's I mean, wild. that's a lot of crossover because there's Nero, Glister, Tayu, and then you have Striker and Ounce. And it's like, it's a lot of crossover between right. all those five people. Like, how are they going to manage that? Like, yeah, like they're. Their starters most likely will be like what Ants and Striker, right? Like if yeah. the meta is like kind of the same. If like, it's double hit scan, yeah. Yeah, if it's double hit yeah. scan. Like if if any other team was starting Nero and Glister, you'd be like, oh my god, that team is nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's a yeah. sick DPS lineup, and that's their backup. Yeah, well, we don't know. That. I mean, Shocker Unru a team that you never know what they're going to be playing. There's times when we think we're gonna, they're going to be playing Rascal a lot of the time, and they just didn't. You know, well, yeah, like, like when Ants was playing May and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and also. Uh, it also gives them some uh, highly motivated players who are extremely talented to keep pushing Ons and Striker to get better. Uh, I think that's super important true, to have those true. players on the bench. Where I know in Glister's picture uh, there, you know, in the announcement, they had the the Widow and uh, Ash, but uh, he can play definitely way more than that. Uh, you know, Nero oh, yeah. obviously extremely flexible as well. So uh, this gives them uh, even more options, uh, right? Uh, I think yeah. it gives them uh, infinity options. There's yeah. nothing that the shock wouldn't be able to run at this point. I just don't see like I can't think of a single hero that they wouldn't be able to play or a hero combination they wouldn't be able to play. And I also think you see with this, uh, you know, with players going to San Francisco that you're like, well, you know, Nero probably could have gotten like a, a ton of money elsewhere, or even Glister, right? Uh, players want to play for a team that is winning, but also for an organization and coaches, they know will use them in the best capabilities, right? Where they won't go somewhere and have their value or career, like kind of tanked by maybe like, uh, you know, coaches or an org that yeah. won't use them properly where you can imagine some of these players will be like, yo, look, I'll go to San Francisco for a year. I'll pop off. Like we most likely will win or get close to winning. I'll be used in moments where I'll look great. And then if you want to go somewhere else, like you can, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. almost like shock is like the shock is like a, a money laundering system for people's <laughs> careers. I know that that sounds insane, right? But stick with me here. I don't mean don't that clip they're that. money. Don't clip that. <laughs> no, no, no. What I, mean is, what I mean is they take in the, they take in the people who might be on like a downward spiral, not a downward spiral, but people who are undervalued. They're taking players that are not quite washed up, but they are gonna get underrated. People like Nero, who've had a season with a Chinese team and the Overwatch League teams tend to try and pick up rookie talent. So if you are not on an elite level team, but you're good, they don't tend to give you as many chances, but the shock takes those in for cheap and then washes them around and turns them into really, really strong players again and redeems their value all the way back up to the top where yep. it should be. Yep. Like what they did with Rascal. Like Rascal was on his way out of the Overwatch League. Even though he was a really talented player, no one was willing to take a risk when you have so many good rookie talents available. The same would reasonably apply to people like Neptune. Uh, sorry, why am I even saying Neptune? I mean, it would have applied to him, but the shock didn't pick him up. Nero. Uh, I think there were uh, a few teams that would have taken a risk on Nero this season, but in order to get your value right up to the peak again, yeah. you sign with the shock. Yeah, and I think a uh, great example actually there is Nevix. And I hate to be the guy that always brings up Nevix, but in his go. case, right, uh, he did play for the San Francisco Shock. How, realistically, how many other teams in the Overwatch League does Nevix get a chance on if he does not play for the San Francisco Shock? I mean, what, he played like a match or two? 
Like that season yeah. when Triobin picked up the Sigma from him or whatever, but then Nevix got signed to the Toronto Defiant. Like, how many other teams would have just taken a chance on Nevix had he not been on that shock roster, even if it didn't Zero. get any time? Because his yeah. reputation increased by just being on the bench on that shock roster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. partly because you were just the prime seller of Nevix. True, stock. Nevix but stock, so the yeah. shock as well. Like they sold him as a <laughs> yeah, I bought like, into yeah, the hype. You know, Nevix, because of pick stock. him up. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh. I think as players look around the league and they play for certain teams in certain situations, uh, you're you're kind of like, well, do I want to go to another uncertainty or a building project, right? Do I want to go somewhere more stable, uh, win, uh, play in the biggest moments? And then like Josh said, it kind of rebuilds your value for uh, you know, next year and beyond, right? So I think it makes sense. It's also what you see in traditional sports, right? Where a lot of teams that can contend can can get players to come for less money to try and win, but then also contribute to a winning team, raise their value, and then go to another uh, team that's trying to win, right? Or on the cusp. Yeah. So it uh, makes total sense. It'll be interesting to see if Tayu gets signed to another team because, like, he is, I would say, the fifth DPS well, on this lineup. Like, you know, yeah. I pick Nero and Glister on most heroes over Tayu, but still, he's been on this roster for like you know, half a year now. It was pretty much like half the season on San Francisco Shock, maybe less. And now, is any other team going to take a chance on him just well, because he was on the Shock roster and learned? Uh, I think he's still on the Shock roster. Yeah, yeah he is. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I think remember... Uh, like at the end of 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember, uh, I think it was last year in free agency, there were a ton of uh, talk about uh, uh, Tayo. Uh, teams like trying him out and thought he was really mm -hmm. good, wanted to potentially acquire him. Uh, mm -hmm. just didn't work out at that time. Uh, so I still think, you oh. know, some of that interest would still be there. I'll say this. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept on to him because I think they are probably trying to learn from some of the mistakes of last year, um, if that makes sense, regarding, like, just the, the, the burnout, I guess, from, like, training and working and playing in that team environment in a COVID world. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. with the amount of players that complained or, like, were saying that they were heavily affected by the burnout and the lack of motivation from like the the entire situation of how this year went down. Having a variety of DPS players, I don't think is a bad thing. Like it's no. it's one of those roles no. that you want flexibility on for 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 one because it's kind of like one of the most changing roles of in the metas. I would say like yeah. if hero pools came back Definitely. in, generally speaking, tanks stay consistent, but DPS will be swapping out on a regular basis. So you've got that to cover your back, but also if anybody is affected by you know, maybe not feeling it this game. Maybe they need a couple of weeks off, which does happen. You've got suitable replacements, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's pretty reasonable. I mean, it, it's an embarrassment of riches. The Shock have uh, just insane. an unbelievable roster, uh, an outrageous roster. Yeah. And Andy Miller was tweeting about how... Uh, actually, this started because Avast was tweeting about it too. But he was saying that they didn't really have to pay top dollar for it either. Kind of what Matt was talking about, that yeah. teams, people want to play for the San Francisco uh, Shock. They, and I think this is this is also a great point from Avast as well. People are incentivized to play an owl because if you are on the best team, you're perceived to be a great player. And, yeah. it, and it... It, it's not just because you are a good player, but it's difficult to look good if you lose. And it's difficult to stay at the top level if you lose because you're not constantly learning and developing and keeping keeping up. 
Um, so a lot of teams when they're rebuilding an owl, which is not similar to any other esport that I've seen, what would rather take a punt on rookie upcoming players than on proven talent. Um, and Andy Miller replied here and just said that they weren't anywhere near the high bidder for any of the players that right. they signed in this offseason. But and, and at some point though, like as a player, I mean, I think in any kind of field, like the the, the money becomes like insignificant after a while, right? In terms of like, you know, if if the money is between the shock and another team is not like, you know, a huge gap, but it's better for your long-term career, right? Like I think a lot of these players will pick like a team like the shock. Cause uh, it's exactly like what Avast was even talking about there, where let's say you don't even play that much. Uh, another team will be like, well, you know, Krusty and the shock really liked him and brought him in. He has to be pretty good. Right. I yeah, mean, like Nevix. Nevix. yeah. 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 Like Nevix. Like, Oh, well, you know, the, I mean, they kept him on for a while. He's gotta be, he's gotta be somewhat skilled. Right. The fact that they're willing to kind of keep him, uh, even a player like, uh, uh, Tayo, who we haven't seen a ton from, it's like, well, hey, they were they wanted to add a midseason. Like, Crossy said all these great things about him. Like, they were molding him on the roster. Like, even if he doesn't play a ton, he still has to be pretty good, right? For them to make that type of acquisition mid-year. Right, that's the logic, yeah. Right? So, uh, I, I definitely see the logic, which helps you kind of keep the staying power in the Overwatch League. Yeah, and for the shock, they're just able to keep up they they keep the arsenal available for them to punch at the highest possible level i mix metaphors yeah. there completely but they they have they have all the tools they need to be able to keep winning because they have the reputation of being the winning team so right. it's a self it's a cycle of excellence that's going to perpetuate itself to shock keeping this dynasty alive potentially throughout 2021 they look like the favorites heading into next year already yeah uh, which is something we weren't exactly sure, right? Because they had yeah. a ton of outstanding free agents. We weren't sure how they would kind of add to the roster. It looked like for a while, like players like uh, uh, Nero and Glister and whatnot were headed elsewhere. We weren't sure what was going to happen when Moth left, right? But Yeah, like, whether Super uh, or Violet would leave as well, but right. nope, but, Shocker looking better than ever. I mean, you, could you make an argument this is their strongest roster? Yeah. You definitely could. I think it depends on what happens with FD God, to be honest, because even though FD yeah. God's mega talented, if you lose that uh, je ne sais quoi from Moth, the, the leadership, the calm head, the uh, the ability to keep the rest of the team supported at the best of times, um, his just solid gameplay, if you lose that and it does make a difference to the Shock, then maybe they slip a little, but I can't really see it. You could also probably snapshot some version with Sinatra in it and make a good case, I think. Um, sure. But for the most part, you look at this roster and it's just like overwhelmingly stacked. Like, it's, yeah. uh, it's absurd. Like, it really is. Yeah, when, I mean, you, when you guys mentioned Dynasty, like, it really could go on for like another like, three uh, years. Let's talk about a team yeah. that's not so stacked. Or at least they're trying to get there. Uh, the Houston Outlaws. <laughs> they are certainly trying yeah. to get there. I actually love these pickups. So they picked up Piggy and Jangu. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But... Yeah. Django, I think, so. I think mm. and KSF as well. So these are all fantastic additions. Piggy, and I think, is Django as well from Talon? What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they are. Okay, my phone just decided to break legs and walk away. Um, the uh, Yeah, the, so so I love these pickups because the biggest question on our, on our minds was the tank line for Houston, um, honestly. I think the previous episode that we were talking about them, we were, we were wondering, like, okay, what are they doing? It's It's such a core functioning part of any team. And there weren't really a lot of places left or like essentially if you were to look within the Overwatch League, you weren't going to find many positions. 
uh, and it it was at, at that point you know time to start looking out towards uh contenders uh, and this makes a hell of a lot of sense super came on our podcast when he did that episode he said that of all the teams they scrimmed when they were in korea terms of contenders teams um talent esports was the ones that you know they impressed the most probably yeah yeah true so uh these are all good pickups the minecraft dps show has arrived Do cares <laughs> have played minecraft maybe they are now Wait, who? I, I, i'm guessing so yeah uh, KSF Dante, yeah. Wait, KSF know. started from Minecraft? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, well, Dante did, did but... Then. Maybe, and maybe they're yeah. playing Minecraft currently. I Just mean, like Dante, he was also a Minecraft. former pro Minecraft PvPer going under oh. the name Kyle Smiles. Wait, he was really? prolific for his skills in really? POT PvP. POT PvP. Mm. I did not know that at all. That huh. is very interesting. Okay. Dude, Minecraft, so Minecraft requires some... Heavy skills. I'm not kidding. Like I've been getting into the the Minecraft speedrunning aspect a lot recently. Kurt has as well, so he's going to be throwing up some clips probably of his own stream. I hope uh, he's not. I just <laughs> said no, he's not. Uh, the uh, it, it requires a hell of a lot of skill. But anyway, back onto the oh. track of Houston. These pickups are God. Yeah, it was. You, uh, you really like uh, where Houston's going? I think this is a this is really quite good. It's a bit risky. Don't get me wrong, it's a bit risky, but I like the direction that they're going in. I find this way better than a lot of the other mid-table teams. So what does their roster look like currently? Piggy, Jungu, KSF, Dante, Happy. Uh, have they announced the supports? Crimso. Crimso. And oh, Crimso. This resigned. And, and Boink. So uh, they're probably... Boink got resigned. I think, I think Boink... he did. Boink, I think, is just still on the roster. I'm not sure if they've made any type of announcement of like whether and he's going to... I thought I saw a meme Boink tweet. Played? But isn't he more of a coach? Boink days? last played in August 2019. So, I mean, he can't be their full player. If no, they've got him signed no. to a player like coach contract or something... Fair enough, but I just simply don't believe that. So this gives them up. Gonna be this gives them four support. DPS. So hydration, KSF, Dante, and Happy. Uh, Crimzo, who I think was pretty good. Uh, we talked a little bit about Crimzo last week, I think, uh, where uh, you yes. mentioned Nashi yeah, yeah. thought he was he was quite good. Uh, yeah. And then if this tank line works out from contenders, like you know you're a main support away from, uh, I think you're in that uh, that same realm we were talking about, like the Toronto Defiant, right? Like in your six through. Ah, see, there's where oh, I'm not it. totally sure mm -hmm. because Toronto and Florida. I mean, actually, we don't know what the hell is happening with Florida. Florida. Yeah. By the way, Florida is absolutely my uh, my Nostradamus pick for the team that's going to fuck us over in this plot, plot, <laughs> plot chat too. They, they like, I feel like they're just getting they're teasing so much shit on Twitter. They're definitely going to announce something after we finish going live. Anyway, the Toronto and Florida and those kind of teams where you've got like the gladiators that you could argue yeah. are somewhat in a similar tier. I feel better about all of those teams than I do about Houston. I think Same. Houston have taken yeah. riskier yeah. bets on their tank line. I think the tank line could pay off, but I don't think we've seen enough of them playing enough metas at an elite level. Like some metas, they looked really good. Like um, the, the most recent ones where Piggy was on Zarya, for example, they looked coordinated. They looked like a great idea. I want to see them across more different metas to really know whether that's a solid tank line that can right. like line up against the best. Um, and we, yeah, that is my biggest issue, actually. I was going to say you, other stuff, but that is really my biggest would issue. Would you say I they're mean, in the lower half of that kind of grouping of teams like the Florida, I, Torontos, or I'm are not they even not sure even in there? 
I'm not even sure whether it's lower half. It's just more risky. Right. Compared Unproven. to like a Toronto, which has the majority core from old Philadelphia and adding in some really proven contenders talent that we've seen perform at the elite level on whatever heroes they actually need to play. And like gladiators who've got a bunch of really well-known elite talent like Shu and Moth and Birdring and Kevster. And, you know, I feel mm. rock solid about that team. And I feel optimistic about Toronto being able to compete at the same level. Houston, I'm a little more like, I don't know how much you're really going to get out of KSF in a really well-structured team. I'm not sure where yeah. his ceiling is. I'm not sure where the ceiling for Django and Piggy are. Yeah. It's a bit more in the up in the air, I feel. I respect that they come from Talon Esports, but I personally need to watch more footage and actually like review their gameplay before I can form like a great opinion. I tried to read up when they got announced on some stuff, and it seems like some people have some questions about how good they actually are. Um, but I definitely need to go back and watch more footage. But even looking at the damaged lineup, like Dante, Hydration, Happy, KSF, Happy immediately stands out like as a star player um, out of these four players. But even then, like... Dante, yeah, he's really good, and he was the main carry, I would say, this past season. Hydration now switching from tank back to DPS, presumably, and then KSF to aid. Like, KSF is not going to come into this lineup and be, like, this fantastic damage player. I think I think he filled a pretty niche role on the LA Valiant, and he did it well when you couldn't uh, keep playing uh, Shax and KSP, and you had to get some projectile in there. I, I think KSF can fill that role, but for the most part... I think that some of these players have to punch above their weight if you want good results this next year. So I'm with Sideshow on this one. I want to see more from Piggy and uh, Django before I form yeah. like a proper opinion I... on them. But for the most part, I, I, I can't feel super confident about this team moving into next year. I disagree with you, Josh. Um, yeah. And I think because I think your, your point of view has been tainted from teams not getting the most out of their rookie players. Uh, and I think those teams just were, were not setting any players up to succeed, let alone rookie players. I think mm -hmm. when, when I think of like rookie talent that was failed last year coming into it, I mean, Hawk was one of them. I think our expectations for Hawk were pretty high. Oh, yeah. And Gator. I mean, the and Hawk Gator. and Gator tank line was like a, a really top level contenders tank line that wasn't, yeah, didn't make so, any moves within the league particularly. So I, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking of when I think of contenders talent could have gone wrong. The Vancouver Titans, I'm willing to just leave as an outlier because of the, that entire situation is just this whole thing. Sure, sure. Um, that existed. But generally speaking, when rookie talent comes into the league, they tend to perform and sometimes like exceed this, this talent that was remaining. Um, I think in most cases that this comes yes. up. Yes, yeah, yeah. That um, is a I would agree with that general rule. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think... I think them coming into the Houston Outlaws and how much faith I just have in general with just Junkbuck and, and Harsha as like the, the yeah. kind of guys leading the charge of Cool Matt as the GM. I feel like this team is on the right path. And yes. out of all the teams to be taking risks on rookie talent, that's one of those teams that I think will be able to get the most out of them. Even that's if they're point. not in a different meta, I, I still, for that reason, I do still pin them above teams like Toronto. Really? Definitely above Atlanta. Yes, above Toronto, oh, well, above Atlanta. Yeah, Toronto has skills. Atlanta, I would agree, but Toronto is... Yeah, oh, I don't know about wow. Toronto. I think well, I, I was... Who does Toronto have, I was with you till Toronto, and then I was like... Sado, oh, yeah. Hisu, Richel. I do think you bring up a great point, though, about trusting in Junkbug to get the most out of rookie talent. I think yeah. if Junkbug can get more out of Piggy and Jangu than we've already seen from them, and they already look pretty solid... Um, then, yeah, they, they then this team could absolutely be good. Especially and Harsha because did getting tweet, more out of KSF would be great. 
Yeah, and Harsha did tweet, yeah. I think. There was either Piggy or Jangu who were like, oh yeah, they performed like extremely well in trials as well. I believe so, that was Jangu. I think he tweeted yeah. about Jangu. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you trust the coaching staff, which I think we all kind of do here, especially with Junkbug, you know, that, that actually adds some uh, well, credence to the roster overall. So, that's a good you sign. You just feel way better about where the organization is going as a whole, and even into the future, right? With somebody like Cool Matt, who's like a player... Uh, you know, leading the charges like a GM knows exactly what to look for. Junk Buck, Harsha, like you mentioned, Bren, I think with a lot of the additions this season, like you can see that the Outlaws org is like kind of on the rise, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, they'll they'll get this thing right soon. I yeah, I do. I do agree. It's also I think did we even talk about this last week where I said it's kind of unfortunate that they're making all the right moves, but they might still look disappointing next season just because everybody else is leveling up. Yeah, everyone else is looking, not everyone else, but a lot of other teams are looking ridiculous. But even when I'm like constructing rough power rankings in my head right now in the offseason, I've got Houston about in the middle of North America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, there's also 15 teams in North America in theory and we don't know whether all of those are actually going to be playing in na so if some of the bottom level teams end up playing elsewhere then maybe they look a little lower than middle of the pack but it's pretty solid yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm looking no, forward to uh, it would be unfortunate if they uh falter just because of how good the competition will be uh just because i think this is actually a really strong roster they've loved i mean the comparison the immediate comparison that everyone's always going to make is to the the sister Texas team, right? It's the Dallas Fuel. Um, An unfair comparison in this particular season. Of course, uh, of course season, it's unfair, but so. I'm going to say, I'm telling that now, like that's what people are going to be making a comparison to. I mean, they've just spent the last three years trying to manufacture the rivalry. So of course you're going <laughs> to fucking keep it going. You know, you've, you've got this yeah, ball yeah. rolling, you have to deal with it now. Um, I would say a more reasonable, yeah, I would say a more reasonable comparison actually for uh, Houston next season is between Florida and Valiant. I think those are the teams you're really measuring them against because those are teams yeah. that did better than expected last year and Houston's coming in this year trying to do the same kind of stuff where they take a couple of their players that are the same and they're building mostly rookie talent around them, though they do have, you know, like Happy that they've thrown in and KSF for a, maybe a little bit more of a veteran presence. Mm -hmm. and I mean, there's two they're... rookies. Yeah, but I'm also assuming that their main support is going to be a rookie as well. At True. This point. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I, I, that's an assumption from me, but I mean, there's no way it's going to be like Boink and who else even. Yeah, I don't is think it's going to be Boink either. Chris I mean, I don't think it's going to be Slime. That would be ridiculous if it was, Kobe, but I don't think it dude. is. Yeah, I mean, Kobe. I don't think so, but could be. Anyway. If, you pair, if you get a good main support to pair with Crimso, that could actually be a good support line because yeah. I put some respect actually, in Crimson's yeah. name. I'd like I'd like to see them get a playmaking main support as well. I feel like Crimson is a very solid uh, flex support kind of person, but if you have someone in the back line that can actually make plays as well, like I don't think they need a moth. I think they need an FD god, you know, yeah, you know yeah. a partner alongside Crimson. Yeah, that's fair. The LA Gladiators mm -hmm. picked up skewed, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, Don't for these yes. little maneuvers being made. Big money to, moves, some would say. Another uh, flex support, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. another flex support. I, someone that I don't know very much about at all. What yeah. does the Gladiators roster look like at the moment? Its what support is line good. is Shoe, Moth, and Skewed. Yep. And then uh, you have uh, Bird Ring, Kebster, Mirror. Uh, do they have one more? And then uh, you have uh, 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 
space, space and muse is your timeline yeah yeah or moose moose no yeah. yeah no it's not we got fucking hard <laughs> yes. no. by the way. oh by the way did you guys not see this did what? you not see dpay just pissing himself laughing because we got hard baited by that i bet you by what <laughs> by because bishu tweeted that the guy's name was pronounced moose and, and i never pronounced it just i never pronounced it yes no, no, no. We originally <laughs> pronounced it Muse, yeah. right? And then Halo of Thoughts, for some reason, put out a really weird tweet where he... I couldn't even understand what he was saying, but he said, is it pronounced Muse or is it pronounced Muse? Like the, the band? Bichuan. I died to us. I, I don't fucking know. Anyway, I don't know what Halo was trying to distinguish between, but he was confused by our pronunciation. And then Bishu responded to Halo of Thoughts saying, actually, uh, the Korean pronunciation is Moose. <laughs> and then we all start we, like, we came into last week's episode saying wow bishu said it was pronounced moose that's really weird isn't it but i guess i guess we'll call him moose and so we started talking about him calling him moose and deeply in the meantime inside this guy pissing himself and around on the floor fucking laughing hey, at us just thinking him, that his name's we moose him, we, we made him even more famous calling him i moose. don't remember yeah. that why don't we change his name? It Why should don't we be Moose. Name? It's so yeah, it should be Moose. It's like two. I don't remember calling him Moose. I don't know whether you did call him Moose, but I remember me calling him Moose. <laughs> I definitely fell for this bait from Bishu. I, I fucking I did. Thought it was moose. Right then, I, I thought it was Moose. I, there are so many Korean players who pronounce their names differently to how an English-speaking player would pronounce their names. Not just because of Korean pronunciations, but like, for example, fucking what's his Janus. name? Um, no. Ganas uh, is a classic yeah. example. Iris, who? Yeah. Who spelled his name wrong? It was an L. He spelled his name wrong, so everyone's been calling him Lyris or uh, what does ZP call him? LR15 for some yeah. reason. LR15 above. He just wanted his name to be Iris, but he didn't realize it was a capital I. He thought it was an L, so he thought the word Iris was pronounced was spelled L R I S, and then yeah. it's, it's just a travesty, isn't it? So Janus was the cap, we make these Janus mistakes. was the cap, uh, the classic example because yes. the the one J in Korean is like a soft, it's like a soft J. Two J's is hard, so like Jonak. Um, Jangu. Jangu, like it is, like, like that. Um, but one is like Yanis, like almost yeah. Scandinavian, I think. So I think he always wanted his name pronounced Yanis. Yeah, look at this. LR15. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the LR15 pronunciation because that is just literally wrong. It's an S at the end. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you look at this, is this elite speak? <laughs> Okay, what do we make yeah, yeah. though? Skewed, from now on. skewed coming into this, what what do we make of this? Is this just to shore up uh, their gaps to ensure that they can play these double flex support comps? Yeah, probably a bit of a backup uh, for sure. No idea. You, well, you you saw with San Francisco, they needed an extra flex support to play some of those comps. Even when Moth was on the team, right, they would take him out and put Twilight in. So this is probably mm -hmm. just if they ever wanted to recreate the same type of lineups, they can. Yeah, I have. I think I have watched this guy play before but i have always been looking at the other team because the other teams have always been the ones that have been winning he has not 
been on teams that have done well in contenders at all in any of the recent seasons. So I have not been paying attention to his teams even slightly. Even when I've watched, like, I don't even watch that many contenders VODs now. And I definitely don't watch, like, bottom contenders VODs, which is where I think in the last season his team literally plays dead last. So I think this must be a situation where they've tried to scout talent that is extremely underrated in Korea where it's not based on results, it's purely based on trials. I, I feel mm -hmm. like this must be the result of open trials, because otherwise, how do you find this guy? Yeah, I'd love to know how they found and picked this guy up, because, yeah, I mean, that's fucking... I just know that it's going to be yeah. Mitch's favorite pun player next year. Skewed to come on, he was like, yeah, I had to tr compete in a triathlon system that they set up. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, you know, I heard Skewed was competing in this athletic process that the Gladiators Yeah, he won Torbjorn Golf for the Gladiators. <laughs> we, just, super impressed. we just can't fucking trust anything that comes out of the Gladiators organization anymore. That's just, true. Just yeah, left guessing true. all the time. It's true. Unless yeah. we get a written statement from Deepay that is yeah. that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to fucking trust anything. I want fucking shoulder gate esque Who? written statement every <laughs> Who time. Have, yeah. <laughs> Who would have expected Bishu to troll us? He's the friendliest guy. I can't believe it. Um, I can't so believe he did I, a troll. I, I, got would, I would 100% believe every word Bishu wrote. <laughs> well, I don't think he was trolling. I don't think he was oh. trying to troll us, though. He was trying to troll Halo, right? I, I, I mean, he he was trolling fucking anyone. He was yeah. trolling fucking anyone. Also, the the clip, if you guys can find it, um, just as you're watching, <clears throat> pause this video and go and take a look at the clip of Deepay's stream. He's doing an AMA stream talking about the Gladiators pickups, and he just goes on a, a tangent where he's actually crying, laughing about the idea of Bishu being the Korea whisperer, where he's just the link between oh, Korea oh and us, and he's just abusing this reputation. To, to just troll us all. I'm never listening to anything the Bishu says again. There's a ghost in my house. Yeah. Printer just turned on. <laughs> Made a funny noise. Hmm. Hmm. How would that, why would that turn on? Randomly. Someone's oh, connected I found to it by Bluetooth. Yeah. Someone sent me the clip because, yeah, it's just. Here. It's I'll hilarious. put it in the live chat. Are we Hold able up. to play it with sound on the show? Absolutely. It's, it's great. I don't know. But yeah, I send it to, I put it in the live chat. What's the timestamp? I put it at the timestamp. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, no, no. you didn't. We don't what have to talk about this. We can talk about something else. Shut up, Bren. I've had so much espresso. What are we doing? Is this a meme? Uh, what, like, what is the timestamp? Uh, it's 536. Handsome, but like... Is this a common thing people ask? So that would be five minutes, Kurt, with 36 <laughs> seconds. Muse mm. should be pronounced moose. Yep. Oh, there you can see. I heard that you should be pronounced moose. What's the real deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I don't know what the fuck happened with that, but like, he's like, clearly they're just getting trolled. That's pretty funny. I don't think we should be encouraging this, though. I think it's. I think we should. Because soon want, every oh, team's gonna be fucking with us. Yeah, I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I I think that we should have an award at the end of the year for the team that's trolled us the hardest. Yeah. I think if we can, like, I, I don't know. I, I want to go that far. I mean, I mean, I think that would be amazing to see what the teams could come up with to see what the most ridiculous thing they could put out into the world that was believable we'll, <laughs> believe we'll report on anything yeah we will, yeah, report on. We will literally report anything <laughs> 
Bruins worried about reporting <laughs> rumors about the Vancouver Titans players being signed, but we're perfectly fine to tell everyone his name's pronounced Moose. <laughs> oh, bro. Well, while we're on that topic, I'm gonna clear that. Josh out. will say anything if it gets a I view. I saw some comments from people that couldn't didn't understand uh, why I didn't want to talk about rumors. But the entire premise of us not talking about rumors is not because we fucking hate Halo. It's because on the off chance that one of these rumors is incorrect, uh, or even if it is correct and the details aren't solidified, it can negatively affect some of these players' careers or some of the people All being right. signed. If we start making comments on it and decisions are made off the back of that, like it, it, it has the tendency of like... I, I think I met. I think I literally explained this in the previous episode. I don't even know. I, I think you did. You did. Am I going crazy? I think you did. Okay, but whatever. I'm not understand it. it but yeah. I think what people don't really understand is that people don't understand the way that people get picked up in the Overwatch League at all. Uh, there are so many potential players for the Overwatch League that you cannot go and ask them all what their current contract status is. And you can't ask them like which teams are interested in them and you can't keep track. Like if you if you put all of the players up on a big like spreadsheet and you're trying to keep track of where they all are and what the rumors are of where they're going and that you ring up a player and they're like, oh yeah, I'd like to sign for you, but only if only if Carpe is also joined in. So you're like, all right, well, we have to try and get yeah. Carpe and if the Carpe deal falls through, then this guy's deal falls through. It's so, there's so much that so you would have to keep track to of. Yeah, there's so many layers of it as you're when you're a GM, especially as it gets close to the end of the season and close to the uh, rosters having to be finalized, that you have to go based off what other people tell you. You can't go to the player themselves all the time and say, wait, are you definitely signing with Houston? If you've heard it from the Houston GM or from another GM of like, oh, that guy's signing with Houston, actually, there's no point even going and getting in touch with him, then GMs have to take that because they don't have the literal time in the day to go and always get it from the yeah. player's agent or the source itself. So occasionally, it doesn't happen all the time, but occasionally a rumor that is incorrect can be like detrimental to, to somebody, which doesn't have to happen very often. But uh, I, I think it did happen in like uh, the 2019 offseason, actually for a yeah. couple of the players. And there was, was that weird situation with like Myunbong as well, where Huck <laughs> fucking somehow managed to pick him up because they, like, I don't know, there was something weird with his agent or something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Some weird shit always happens in the off seasons. It's more, it's more crazy than people realize. We're just trying to protect the players, you know? Brennan's a nice yeah. guy. We're doing the right thing. Don't worry about it. What are yeah. we talking about next, Brennan? Stam one, joining the Boston Uprising. Are Boston like trying to turn around their fucking lives? Who knows? Yeah. Are they? Are they? The slow they, turn. The slow turn. Have they deleted Facebook? Are they lawyered up? Are they going to the gym yet? Yeah. Are they finally going to stop being a <laughs> bottom tier team? This is a good start. I mean, Boston, Boston Uprising seem like they've got the turning circle of a cow. Like they are really <laughs> going to take a long time to be able to turn around. Turning <laughs> circle of a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe this is the time i i think it's a positive move yep. but it is i mean is it enough no fucking way is it even close to being enough no not hey, even slightly no. oh come on it's not are you really trying to tell me that the one edition of stan one is good the only reason that this is a good thing is because it indicates they're going to make more moves okay here's what okay right. if they keep around punk to play in the front line with stand one, you get a decent front line going. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes, you need to make more signings, but it's a good sign. <laughs>
sign. It's a good <laughs> sign. It gives some hope to the Uprising fans. There are yes. actually a surprising amount of Uprising fans in the Overwatch League. Like, <laughs> generally speaking, you know that there's, like, the big fan bases of, like, the Houston Outlaws, there's Dallas Fuel, LA has some big fan bases. There's so many sad, perpetually sad Boston Uprising fans <laughs> on my timeline that I actually genuinely feel bad for them. And it's like, yeah, I'll feed you a small cookie, you know, <laughs> in, in the offseason. If you want to get excited about your team, yeah, I'll give you that opportunity. And by saying that Stan 1 and Punk could be a decent frontline going into next year. I think it's also pretty good because having spoke to, to Fusions, um, I know that he likes to play in an environment, uh, assuming that Fusions is still signed. Have they announced that he's still signed? Yeah, I think they re-signed I believe it. so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I know I've spoken to him about it, and he likes to play in a team where he is not the sole main tank. He likes competition within his team because it's only going to elevate yeah. both the players. It's only going to motivate both players to get better, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. That kind of I, I, that kind of competition is what you want to kind of strive for, I think, within the team, as long as the players are up for it, obviously. Um, and Stamon coming in, obviously, I think can probably teach quite a lot to this team internally um, based off of his time in Shanghai Dragons, which is a team with a lot of good structure, I think you can carry over some of those elements. Um, yeah, I would hope team. so. But at the same time, Stan One was on the bench for a large amount of the Shanghai Fair. games, and their style was not the same when he and Fearless played. Right. I think that Stan One did a good job on that team, and I think that um, the team still looked good when he played for them. I don't think Stan One's a bad player or anything like that. But I don't know whether he was really a pivotal part of their system. So I'm not convinced. I don't know enough about Stan One as a person to know whether he's really the kind of guy that's going to be able to bring only a single year. Because remember, this guy was a rookie with very little experience coming into this year. He's got one year's experience of which quite a large portion of it was on the bench and quite a large portion of the time that he was playing was purely on Arissa. I, I don't know whether he has that like veteran presence where he's going to be able to bring too much outside of the game to Boston. I think um, that's a bit of a stretch to say that. I think okay. he just so... Go on, Matt. I think as a Boston fan, or if you're looking at it from the outside, you're just excited that they're bringing in talent. <laughs> I mean... Yep. You're, you're, you, I mean, you're, you're kind of setting the bar, like, pretty low, but, like, you're excited they're just adding people who can help. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the way you have to look at it. It's like... You know, everybody else is adding like you know these big all-star like capable pieces like and he, your team's just kind of set around like you know you needed to do something you need to add people i think stand one is a, a quality main tank that can help uh yeah. do i think oh, he yeah. changes the fortune of this franchise like uh, and probably not but i think he definitely helps them start to get in the right direction i mean there was definitely like two three months there at the end of this season where you looked at boston uprising and it was like a failed fantasy football team. And you were like, well, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. We'll go again next year. We'll get some more Fucking pieces. Hell. We'll redraft. Maybe God, I'll give it yeah. a go. Why uh, do I relate so, to that so hard? Uh, yeah. Well, I know why. So, because my team is fucking wank this year. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of like, uh, you, you got like three rounds to go and you're like, yeah, well, you know, what can you do about it? You know, yeah. let, let's, let's attach less emotions to this team we've Speaking got going of, here. Uh, so, except this year, it's like you drafted half of the exact same roster you had last year when you shit the bed. And mm -hmm. you're like, ah, but I had a solid foundation. We got, uh, we it's early, it's early, it's early season. It's early. Yeah, it's early I mean, maybe. Don't, don't worry about yeah. it. I, I will say, on the stand one tiny. <laughs> 
Sorry? What? I'm what just kidding. You reminded me of my fantasy. I have a chance of winning this week in fantasy football, but I need Beasley, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, to pull about 40 points. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to oh, be... I had a guy, I had a guy on yeah. my fantasy team this week. He was active, uh, and he was active for the game, but just decided not to play. He was ill. It was sick, Matt. I know yeah, more this, about your this team. This year's just been absolute chaos for fantasy football. Yeah. I have hated it. My Shit. the players that I drafted, uh, Ezekiel Elliott has never been the same. Actually, he caught COVID, didn't he, earlier in the year? No. Like, that's the guy you need for forty wow. points. There he is. Yeah, is that Beasley? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, Cole Beasley to get forty yeah. points. He needs to get that's me like right. forty points. Actually, I'll sell. I'll sell for like twenty, assuming the rest of the team. Don't even. Step don't up. even watch the game. He got the, no the absolute. Yeah, um, what, are, what are your expectations for Boston next season? I so, mean, what sorry, would can Boston I just say? Fa- oh, yeah, go on. None. I have none. Can I just say on stand one? I, I, I do look, okay, it might, might not be the veteran experience like you said earlier, Josh. That, that might be true because he's that, he's that inexperienced. But I do like the point that Bren brought up. That, or was it Bren? Or was it you, Josh? I don't care. It was a Brit. <laughs> he brought up that uh, Fusions like to play on a team where we have Bren. two main Bren. tanks. Okay, we have two main tanks that you compete with each other. Because oftentimes when you play man, main tank and you're trying to figure out like the strategy or the tactic to deploy, it's like figuring out the puzzle, right? Like what play style am I going to play? What resources do I need? And what positioning am I going to take on this map to ultimately engage and be the frontline of my team? And sometimes, I swear to God, you practice like 50 hours a week and you just get stuck and you gotta think outside the box. And it's, sometimes it's so difficult, depending on the person, it's so difficult to think outside the box when you put so much effort into doing one thing over and over again. And that is why it's so nice to have two main tanks. And so I think stand one here is actually like a perfect counterpart to fusions and they can aid each other with like different lines of thinking in different play styles, different approaches to the game, and then try to figure out those problems before they like even exist for the Boston Uprising in-game, like in a match, you know, you can figure that out in practice, but just having two minds that are really good at main tank and then figuring out the problem. Because even coaches sometimes, they can't figure out the problems for the players. Yeah, sometimes you can fix like the motivational, personal issues, um, how you practice, even how you eat or sleep or that kind of stuff. But for the most part, the players know the game best. And I think having two main tanks on this team will just help them figuring out some of these puzzles that main tank players face. So I, th- I think it's good overall. I-, I think it's interesting, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, my question was... Oh, here we, yeah, here we go. Go on then, Josh. What is your question? <sighs> what are the expectations for Boston? Like, what defines a good offseason for them? Uh, is it... Is the ex it is a good off season one where they come in and they look to be at the top of the bottom five teams? Like, is that good? Because previously oh, they would have been like bottom one, bottom two. Yeah, I guess. Is, right? is I mean, being like, sure. I like, mean, what, what, I think I they should be punching for the. They should be, they should be punching for the mid table. Yeah, you know, there's Try no fucking chance, man. That's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, mid fucking table is unbelievable. Like mid table is playoffs. There's no fucking chance, man. Like, come on, no, set your know. expectations differently. I don't know what to tell you. Like, what you want these players to be picked up and be like, ah, oh, yeah. So we're aiming for seventeenth this year. No, no I'm the players are fucking the aiming to win. No, okay, the players are aiming to win, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, Color Hex really thinks they're going to win this year. Of course he does. Right, but what I'm saying is, 
for this organization and for the fans, what is a reasonable expectation for the offseason? Like, what kind of additions would we want them to make in order for this team to be reasonably competitive? And even if they were reasonably competitive, where do we expect them to land? Like, can they be as good as Atlanta? I feel like Atlanta is a measuring stick for mediocrity at the moment, right? Like, the teams... The teams that are pl- trying to get super teams have locked down the top five spots. The teams that are trying to get reasonably good teams have already locked down the like Toronto, Florida, Houston. They're making big moves, but they're not quite super teams. Atlanta is underneath them with like, I don't know, the Valiant or something as being your, your bog standard. Okay, I, don't here's know what whether, I, I don't know whether Boston can make moves to get to Atlanta's level. Can here's they? my suggestion. Is that yeah, I think they the can. level. I want Boston fans to tweet at us with what they would be happy with, okay? And don't get unrealistic. Don't tell us, like, oh, we want to win a championship. Don't give Mm -hmm. me any of that, okay? For a Boston Uprising fan watching or listening to this show, tweet at us something that would make you happy as a Boston Uprising fan. I really want to know. Just leave a comment. Satisfied next year, please. Leave a comment, leave a tweet, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would genuinely love to know. It's I'm not trying to rag on Boston here. I just feel like for teams like Boston and teams like um, uh, Vancouver, for example, yeah. as well, what defines a good season for them? Yeah. Because the chance of making playoffs is almost impossible. It is so remote with the level of competition for next year. I don't really believe it's that feasible unless you make huge additions and then you're almost like benching the players that you kept from last year anyway. So what's even the point? You might as well have just restarted. So I don't, I'm struggling in my head to find a good measuring stick. Uh, I feel like competing with Atlanta is a good measuring stick. I don't even know if they'll be able to do that though. Yeah, no, no, for real. I think, I think that's, that's reasonable. Like I, I don't know. What do you do? What do you what do you do with these teams? You know, what do you do with them? Picking up these, picking up these players, saying what you're aiming to win, really? You, you... Well, exactly. But that's the other thing as well is these players aren't really. I don't truly believe. Maybe that's because I've never Maybe been a better coach level competitor. Well, yeah, actually, I do think that Laurie's a good coach as well. But yeah. I, I think the raw clay that they're working with isn't quite there, you know, to be able to do something like make make playoffs. I think that's a, you know, that's a great aim to go for, for sure. But if that's how you're judging success in the season, then you're setting yourself up to fail, aren't you? Yeah. So I, I think for... Um, what if the yeah, goal just, is to just be more competitive than they were last season? Let Laurie see what some of these players can do and then hopefully play better, but then maybe retool next year. Yes, I think that's reasonable. That's realistic. Like, I, think, I think that is what I would be pretty happy with for Boston next year. Like, I would better. consider the season to be a success if they were able to <laughs> not be a bad team. Yes. DM. Back to Shanghai. <laughs> yep. I, I wasn't going to offer any help there. I wondered yeah, how long the call was, like, was going to last. He's been re-signed, uh, hasn't he? Yep. Uh, what a this, weird move. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an odd move. I wonder uh, what his market was like, just mm. in terms of uh, did he explore free agency? How much? Did he want to return to the Dragons? Because it made the most sense, like, career-wise, almost like playing for the Shock again. Uh I, I do wonder. This is a great obvious addition to Shanghai bringing him back. Uh, 
I do wonder how they fit everybody in now, though. Because what? You have DM, Urser, Faletta, and Lip, right? So it's like... Yeah, it's kind of weird, is, honestly. Does DM fit into the same role that he was before, and that's it? But I think it, uh, it, it, it fits into the same point I made about the Shocks DPS lineup being like very flexible and fluid in terms of who you can run. This, this year, I think, proved that you do need backups in a multitude of roles. Um, for one reason or another, even if you have overlapping hero pools, you still want to have backups just in case. You know, motivation issues kick in. You, we don't know what next year is going to be looking like. I mean, it could be very similar to this year. You know, God forbid, but it could be. So you kind of want to have... I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the thing is, DM is very talented, isn't he? He's a very talented individual. Yeah, we is, know he yeah. can compete at the highest level when it comes to, comes mm -hmm. to hit scan. But yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think me, it may be a similar reason... situation to, to what Shock have done, where they've picked up, you know, a, a lot of DPS players. Mm. The only reason it's weird to me is that DM was clearly... So he came to the... I just checked his contract status. He came to the end of his existing contract this year with the Shanghai Dragons. Mm -hmm. And so clearly he was exploring free agency. What's weird to me is that he went back to Shanghai because... I don't know the. I would love to know whether it was DM's choice or whether people just didn't offer him other positions in he, other teams. Yeah, that I is a really interesting the case thing. that he was scouting the market and no one really wanted to pick him up, and so he just kind of resigned with a pretty yeah. cheap deal or so. That's a, that's yeah. a pretty. It's not, it's not not evil, but it's like a pretty bad assumption to make. You don't want to make that assumption and put that on a player. But sure. I could see that having been the case. Well, I think if yeah. you make that assumption, I'm just kind of confused why we didn't see more teams interested in DM. Exactly. That's what I'm well, wondering I, as well. I but if other teams opinion. were interested in DM, isn't it weird that he re-signed with Shanghai anyway? Because it's almost like if you if you are exploring free agency, you're doing it to try and see whether there are better offers elsewhere. Here's, and here's if you got opinion. the offers, presumably you would go elsewhere. Here's my opinion. I think, I've said this before on the show, I'll say it again. Listen, I'm not scared, I'll say it again. I think Hitscan is one of those roles where as time has gone on, as teams have got better, it's a role where the impact one better Hitscan player gets over the other is not necessarily their mechanical individual abilities, but it comes from the team play and their team creating openings for them. And I think the kind of star power that you get from these hitscan players it's not 2018 we're not in that era of of the game anymore where pine's going on flanks where carpe's clutching in the overtime situations it, there's more important elements at play and so dm might have been under the impression he's like fuck yeah i'm one of the best hitscans in the world i'll i'll shop around i'll see if i get any better offers probably didn't get any better offers or maybe if he did they didn't look as uh, as as you know as good uh or at least maybe the uh, whatever he was getting offered wasn't worth going into a potentially worse roster, considering Shanghai Dragons are setting themselves up to look like a pretty good team again next year. Yeah. And also, I, I, I think that he has a pretty good role on this team. Like, yeah. and, and you know, who is he competing with? Lip? Yeah. For Lip. like, yeah. And so I, I still think DM fills a very niche spot on this roster. You know, we can bring out the Widowmaker and just pop some heads. You know, we know we can do that. He's fantastic at that. Yeah. I definitely think there are... There is a meta in which DM is the primary Widowmaker uh, hitscan player for this team. I do think that is the case. And I think that DM is overall loved by the organization. Um, 
the fans love him as well. And so, like, you know, I, I think it benefits, benefits both parties here. I think the Brent's point as well. I did a, I, I had an interview where uh, we talked about Pine uh, recently. And uh, I don't know if it's necessarily been like the falling out of like the hit scan specialists. I just think your hit scan specialists uh, that we see in the league now and coming up from contenders can play at the level of a hit scan specialist, but also play other things at a high level. Uh, yeah, where yeah. I think uh, once you bring in that type of versatility, it makes a player uh, like a pine pretty difficult to field on a team or have a roster spot for because you can get a player who is uh, very, very talented on the hit scan roles, but can also do a, a lot of other different things. Uh, right. Like so I think, yeah, like lip. Uh, so I think it makes it difficult to kind of have players uh, who can only kind of play like a few different heroes on a roster for a whole season, especially, you know, when, when you're never sure if they're actually going to be played or not. Yeah, he has a very niche spot on this roster, but mm -hmm. it's it's an insane DPS line that they now have. Fleda, Lip, Erster, and DM. I mean, that is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You have your hard your hardcore hit scan specialist in DM. You have your flashy carry projectile player in Erster. You have your all round team player in Fletter, who's always going to be in the right place at the right time. And then you have Lip, who's able to play basically everything for you and uh is a sombra specialist and like mccree and hanzo is out of the world out of this world it's it's an unbelievable dps core oh, i was just looking up ezekiel yeah. elliott um titans that's a team they made some changes the did you see the beginning of this video james what did you say the beginning of the announcement video of these three players no, I actually did oh, oh it's a, yeah, yeah sorry plat chat uh, yeah did you not see the beginning Rick the beginning off, of the dude. video says uh says it literally says in text we waited till plat chat ended to release this video oh my god trolling us they're trolling us oh, yeah, it was real funny real funny it's only gonna Get hurt trolled. you in the long yeah. run see what happens see what yeah see what happens we'll fucking <laughs> we'll buy your team out then what you won't do that because <laughs> we don't have that, then we don't have the revenue to do that. We'll not do capital. that. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, mobile is very generous it. with their sponsorship, but it is not multiple yep. tens and hundreds of yep. thousands so the Titans, for, for your players. <laughs> Titans have added Pride, Fire, Linkser. So yeah. some interesting long-time players, let's be real here, um, mm -hmm. being added to the roster. These kind of moves don't seem like money-making moves. You know what I mean? But the these moves from vancouver are high risk high reward uh we've seen yeah. some of these players have really good moments in the league we've seen them have some not great moments in the league uh but they're at the roulette table at, right now they got 100 yeah, on red with vancouver is yeah you're rolling the dice right uh -huh. you have some players though that fans uh, uh really like uh and you try and see what happens you give them a a full year of being able to play uh i I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't think it pushes the needle of this team like one way or the other. I think they're just kind of where they are. Uh, but I think, you know, they, they get a, probably a little bit more likable by the overall Overwatch League fan base. And maybe some of they, they hit on some of these players and they, they really kind of show what they're capable of more consistently. Yeah, they, they definitely become more likable. 
it's a good marketing move to pick up somebody like Linksa, for sure. Mm -hmm. And to a lesser mm -hmm. extent, Fire, and to a lesser extent than that, I would say FRD, because I don't think Fire and FRD built their brands up to the same level that somebody like Linksa has when he's been in the scene just forever. You're right, though, about it not moving the needle. I mean, they are just in the exact same place as they were before. Like, I don't think that there is a, an upgrade in, across either of these three players it compared to the players that they they left right, but, i mean maybe you could say linksa but the others but this is the route you would go if you can't if you cannot like substantially upgrade the roster right make the roster a, a little bit more likable to the overall community I would, and i would be going flyers on players that may bounce back the thing is though i would say there's a much higher upside on rookie talent than there is on yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, these three are more veteran presences. So what you're hoping for here is the classic, a couple of veterans, couple of rookies, and see whether they uh, are able gel. to actually, yeah, to gel and that the veterans can can help the rookies develop. Like your DPS line is Linkser, who's been around for a thousand years, and Dalton, who's brand new. Your tank line is Shredlock, who's pretty new and doesn't have that much experience with FRD, who, to be honest, is fairly young himself honestly when it comes to the Overwatch League but then you have Rolf and Fire in the back line who are veteran presences yeah. I just don't see the upside here there just there isn't there isn't a ceiling for this team particularly uh, apart from Linkser and Dalton maybe a bit I, but I, I come back to the same thing as Boston what is a good season for this well, I, I, I could almost see this team being like Toronto last year where they were good enough to like take maps and make points close against good teams, but they never really beat them. Uh, like they're good enough to, 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 you know, t take a map to the end, but not necessarily win, right? Like you kind of know they're not going to win it, but they're good enough to like hang in the game, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where I think like you look at Boston, right? And they just got rolled by some teams where Toronto last year, like even when they would lose like a series in like a 3-0 fashion, the games were always relatively close. I kind of think that's where this team ends up. Where so like, yeah, we play teams tough, we play them close, but we're not we're not getting like huge wins. Yeah, I don't think any wins at all. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, I think I think I think the Vancouver Times uh, are pretty happy for the first half of the next season if they just build a good foundation. Because I think that is sort of what Fire, FRD, Lynx, and Rolf can sort of like provide in the system. They provide like a good shot calling foundation, a structure within the team. And then you can perhaps add some nice individual talented players around them to plug into the system. But I really think they need to establish a good foundation first. Because last year, it was a clusterfuck, let's be honest. Like it was just contenders talent from all over the place and they tried to do a bit of second wind, right? And then add some European yeah. players on top of that and just try to get something going. I am actually quite confident in Fire being able to provide some good main support play here and some shot yeah. calling. I think that the case was just that like Massa was already pretty good and part of the system on the Atlanta rain. But now we have Fire that can get his own team here and get something going. I think that Rolf, he's not necessarily like a bad player on this team. I think they have a pretty stable support lineup. I would have preferred to have like maybe two, three, maybe even four young, talented players on this roster that they cannot plug in around this foundation that they're trying to build on this team. Because I think they can establish an identity going into next year and a structure, like a name for themselves, like, hey, this is a new Vancouver Titans. Oh. But as Josh said, like you're missing the young, talented pot potential that you can unlock within the next season or two to really make it exciting. And I'd say you also, so like the, the best kind of, uh, 
I guess the best way that you can kind of attract talent is, uh, you know, having the talent you you have, like kind of rep your team and kind of say they've been treated well and whatnot. It's like a little bit of a reset for the Titans organization, right? Where things didn't go great last year. I know they, they turn it around, you know, uh, even if they don't win, right? Like if these players have a great time playing for the Vancouver Titans, uh, that that has a way of getting around, right? Where where you know the the linksers of the world like pretty popular with other players. You know, hey, I'm having like a, a the Vancouver Street is great. Like I love playing for them. Like everything's going good. Like th that 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 affects players' decisions, right? Uh, so you hope oh that some God. of these players can be good ambassadors for the team as they move on. Look at that elograph. Oof. It's up and then it's down. Uh, you yeah, I mean, it, it's not even, it's not even uh, up. It just starts at a normal it, it Well, can, no, it did yikes. start up, didn't it, from... Yeah, yeah. but here's, here's the... It can almost always biggest... go, only go up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, though. I think that's going even further and further and further down, to be honest. Oh, I mean, come on. There's, no, there's two big issues here for me. <laughs> when I look at Vancouver, I'm not going to... I'm not going to bullshit around. Vancouver last year were sustained by good public sentiment because people knew that they were in a horrible situation. They knew that the players had been put in a position to fail, so they rooted for them to succeed. After this offseason, there is no mitigating circumstance. You have had the opportunity to rebuild the roster, and you no longer have the excuse of, oh, it's a bunch of rookie players who have come in to try and last-minute replace a god-tier roster. Don't worry about them. Give them time. They're playing on high ping. There were just a wealth of excuses, all very reasonable and all very... Yeah. Uh, relevant last year N next year there's none of that it is just going to be they are now a team at the bottom of the tables and they're going to get the same like fucking boston and washington justice of old treatment where they are just mocked for being a bad team that is literally just going to be it they have lost their public sentiment appeal plus on the top of that do you guys think that this team or boston has a better roster coming into next year Maybe Boston. Boston. I would have Boston. Faith I in think it. it's Boston. Yeah. You don't think? Yes. May, no. I would have okay. More faith there in are Boston. a few players that They're I. They're about equal. I'm not psyched about not on gonna... the Vancouver Titans roster, but I do think that they have some decent players on there. Yeah. I'm I not, think I'm they currently have. I current. I think. I don't think it's a stretch to say they currently have the weakest on paper roster in the league. Yeah, I'm not going to be around we the bush know, and say that I think New York they. Have, but they do. Yeah. They got rid of some of their best players last year, even of the rookie Boston time they came in. Has Colin yeah. Hickson, I'm 37. Okay. I, yeah. I think people are, uh, even though New York hasn't announced anything, I think people, though, from like what the uh, the talk and the rumors are, is that people are actually pretty excited about the team. Oh, really? In terms Wait, of like, who? yeah, going younger. New, New York. York. We oh, have no idea who's on yeah. New York, though. That's why I'm saying, like, New York still have the chance to create a, a poor roster. Who knows? Paris still have the chance to create a poor roster. Who knows? um london might create a poor roster who knows um but in terms of ones that we know of at the moment this is set up to fail next year it's set up to fail yeah i i, I mean yeah yeah some of the best pieces that were just kind of you know dragging them along i think are not even with this team anymore well even at the rookie piece. shockwave and ksa yeah i mean ksa i thought was yeah. the fact that he's playing on 200 ping pretty good um, yeah, especially on. But the, I think they probably couldn't get him season. to play on lower ping for next year, right? Yeah. Which so was probably like, part of the okay, reason they had to let him but go. I mean, yeah, uh, I think this team, the prospects that they're looking at, I mean, they don't look too hot, uh, unfortunately. Yeah.
Uh, moving on. Them best. Not every team can be good. <laughs> True. True. True, but they should be aiming to. We'll leave it at that. Thanks for watching, Platinum, exactly. everybody. Ben <laughs> uh, <laughs> Best has tweeted that he is not uh, going to be an owl, at least immediately within the foreseeable future. Um, presumably, the trialing process didn't go as planned. Presumably, Paris didn't want to re-sign him. This is one of the biggest surprises, I think, because he definitely proved himself as a very capable tank player last year. In fact, more than capable um, playing on the Paris roster. He's got a huge fan base in France, a really marketable player, honestly, like from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But this is one of those things where I see this and I can't help but feel like, you know how we, we wait in the off season and a couple of weeks pass in the Overwatch League and then suddenly you start, you start to see some player moves being made, you know, almost immediately. You start to see yeah. new players coming signing in. Here, signing signings, there, yeah. yeah. I have a, like, Ben Best strikes me as a player that I think would, should be in the league next year. And I think at some point he will be. At least I hope so. Because it just makes sense. Like, if you are to get, if you were to get a, a player in, right, that's, that you wanted to lead your team. Like, imagine oh. him playing for the Vancouver Titans. You've got a veteran presence, somebody yeah. who can bring the stretch of yeah. the pass eternally. You bring the fan base over. I mean, it just checks so many boxes I, for you. I would feel so much more confident about Vancouver if they had Ben Best on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was about to say that. <laughs> you look at some of the other players that are still out there, right? I mean, Mecco is still available. Janu, who we thought yep. potentially would just go back to Washington, he's still available. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, there is a price attached to all of this as well. We don't know how much Ben Best is willing to sign for. We don't know whether Ben Best is willing to play for a team like Vancouver, for example. So there's there's a lot of factors that also go into that that are pretty unknowable. But at the same time, it is just a travesty that, the, in my opinion, the most improved player of 2020 was it might not be in the league the year after. Like, how is that the case? When his career is on an upwards trajectory, how yeah. is that? How are people then more comfortable putting stock in trial performances on a couple of patches and uh, bets on rookie talent rather than someone proven like that? It's it's weird. The Overwatch League puts so much stock in open trials and rookie talent. Uh, rookie talent. And it has worked. It is a proven thing that has worked year after year. But... At some point, you got to say, these guys have performed in matches. Like, Ben Best has performed <laughs> in matches. You've seen yeah. what this guy can do. Yeah. You're not taking a risk. He's got a lot of experience. You know what he's good at, and you know what he's bad at as well, which is another great point, because you know what he's bad at and therefore what you need to plan for, like, in terms of your roster. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people are missing a trick here. Heck, I would even say that Ben Best is, like, marketable. Like I oh, think very. genuinely, oh, yeah, yeah. I think genuinely, like there are a lot of fans of Ben Best who like seeing him play. Oh. And I mean, throughout his seasons now with Paris, like he, he's a he's a strong Reiner player. Well, the guy a could be a fucking player. model. I think Have you the, seen him? Yeah. Cut, pull I, up his I think, phone. Uh, People would cheer for him. Please. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm not worried about him whatsoever Bro, because as soon as he, oh my he'll be god, a model. Yeah, he'll be a model. Well, as soon as he doesn't sign for Owl, he's becoming a model. So it doesn't make any difference anyway, um, does he? It actually might be a good thing if he doesn't get signed, because then he can sign with, with I don't know, Hugo Boss instead. Yeah, I think... Uh, Hugo Boss. I think teams, you, 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 you kind of mentioned, like, a uh, we have seen rookie talent come in and succeed at, like, a high clip, right? Yeah. Where I think 
I also think with more coaches and people from contenders coming into Owl, that also is shaping what Owl looks like, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the, 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 a lot of these people work in contenders every single day. They see all the players in there. They also kind of understand where the talent level is at Owl, and they probably feel that there's other options that are more well-rounded. I also think in the same way that uh, in like professional sports, I think the one you kind of sticks as like football, right? Like the, the head coach and the quarterback are like typically tied, right? In terms of like what they, the system is and what they like to play. Like in a lot of, uh, in Overwatch League from what we see, like the head coach and the team is, are kind of tied together in terms of the players as well. So like when a new head coach comes in, they want to bring in a lot of the players that they like as opposed to sure. keep some of these players around. Uh, but I think there's Vol Volumel, Volumel calls it the little duckling strategy yeah. or the mother duck strategy or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which I think uh, is a great name for it. But there has to be something that like, like the, the success he's had in Overwatch League has to matter for something. Uh, that That's where you kind of, you lose me a little bit on the theory. Like, great. You want to bring in your your little ducklings, right? Like, okay, like, but but what's wrong with uh, what's wrong with bringing in uh, a, what's an wrong old... with Papa Goose? What's wrong with a goose? Yeah, what's wrong with what's wrong with having a goose on the side? You know, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with a little a bit of goose. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, you exactly. you hope players like Ben Best and Janu and Mecco find homes in the Overwatch League because they, we we know they're Overwatch cal League pl caliber players. Uh. I think, though, if teams want to uh, keep rosters short and go with younger talent, I think, unfortunately, this will happen. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons as well that people want to sign to the shock to revitalize yeah. their careers that might otherwise get passed up over for rookie yeah. talent. Uh, it's it's just Ben Bess is a particularly amazing example because he literally did get success. Yeah. Like this year was probably his best year, right? Oh yeah. Do you know oh, what's yeah. more exciting than this sick. though? Okay, uh, same many... what? <laughs> what? What? Everyone, everyone just spoke what? at the same time. Uh, uh Reinhardt. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. Big changes potentially on the horizon. Experimental oh, patch notes. Oh, I thought we were talking about Ben's best too. Wait, can <laughs> I just ask one final question, Bram, if we move on? Yep. What? I'm I'm just perplexed, and I guess I'll I'll get my answer soon enough. <laughs> Why wouldn't just Paris resign him? Oh, oh, I see. I guess right, I'll find yeah, out, because they're making I'm a like, brand new. I, I was yeah. gonna look through teams in the Overwatch League that Ben Best could play for, and there's actually not like a ton of teams because I mean the league is so damn yeah. stacked now. Vancouver Tennis is a prime example, but like why? <laughs> Paris, why wouldn't you re-sign uh, Ben Best? I mean, I Paris makes money. Then. We'll see what happens. I mean, I trust, I trust be, the process. Trust the process. It can only be money, can't it? Yeah, it can like, literally only uh, be money. What, uh, what, can, unless, what could possibly be the other reason? Unless you were looking at a, a, a uh, already formed tank line to bring in. Like, if you liked a tank duo from contenders and you want to bring both of them in, uh, maybe that is a, a reason why you wouldn't want to break one. it up. People yeah. already have synergy and whatnot, but yeah. What Even about London you as well? On the, you still would want him on the roster, right? True. Yeah, yes. like why not? Yeah. If he can't get into the league, give him a minimum. It's money the problem, give him a league minimum. 
just as a I mean just as a personality. A, but he probably wouldn't want to do that though. Just yeah, sit on I mean, the bench for given, the minimum. Given he the moves would go as well. Contenders. Okay, but then you cannot tweet. If that is the case, you cannot tweet like, oh, it does look like I'm getting into the league this year. It's like, okay, well, if you had offer and you declined them, that's on you. Don't try and uh, make it look like. No, not necessarily. Like if you get a 50k offer and it's like uh, it's 50k, but uh, you have to walk three miles up a hill and we're gonna house you 17 uh, miles away and uh, we'll provide you with a bicycle and you know like or like if you just get a shitey offer that's like, almost insulting for your level of performance of what you've put up i think it's reasonable to hear your first paris offering bicycle <laughs> well he's also he's also playing the the game that gets played on social media where he's yeah, like sure he's, he's yeah. driving the fans uh, johnny uh, if johnny was a gm orcs. he would just read a few a few sad tweets and just start giving everybody the minimum he'd turn around he'd have like 80 fucking players no on the because it's not, no, no 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 no, no. Am, am i wrong here sad tweets is not the way to go surely it's like oh yeah i'm getting so many fat no, offers I mean, sad tweets is definitely a way to then go you, then you have like vancouver titans like i wonder if we can like sneak in and get ben best here like so many teams are offering him contracts like surely then you, something. you just give up yeah. over there because you're <laughs> like sure. oh, if you're titans oh, we can't outbid them Maybe shock will come in like, yeah. <laughs> Let's get Ben Best. Can I talk about the experimental patch notes? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Let's Reinhardt. talk about the patch notes. Reinhardt. 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 Yeah. Big, big old Reinhardt changes, a Batiste nerf. Everything. This patch has got everything. This is the, the second coming of, of Overwatch. Mm. Not, not quite. This 1. is Overwatch 5, too. But... I, I love how they're making just constant uh, changes. Uh, not kind of uh sitting around something they said they were going to do i'm really happy to see it uh immortality field gets a little bit of a nerf uh great changes to yeah, Batiste. big yeah, changes really good changes necessary changes but to why is it still like a car wash i mean what oh how wide nice it is size like, of it. It. like a cinema screen mm. yeah. yeah it is pretty big it is weird isn't it yeah uh diva she becomes a little bit more tankier uh I, yeah, the she armor, did feel like she was getting blown up pretty quick. But the armor adjustments, yeah, this is pretty big. I feel like there's been, yeah, I don't know. Does it feel like there's just been a general power creep in the game, and Diva just hasn't really kept up with a raw defensive utility? No, I, think, I don't. Weren't we no. in mana? I think Where with Diva, how which is uh, annoying. She was yeah, so healthy. Diva, Diva is so close to being meta at all times, and it's just because Sigma is so outrageously versatile <laughs> and powerful mm -hmm. that they're mm -hmm. buffing everything else to get up to the level of Sigma instead of just ripping him to pieces. Just take him down a notch, please, and then you won't have to buff all of these other tanks. Oh, it's nice to see Reinhardt get some love, though. I like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. The Overwatch streams are returning tomorrow. I am going to play Reinhardt. Overwatch League players are going to bitch and cry because I'm one-tricking this, this simple man in the ranked experience. Well, he's, on, he's on the experimental I'm patch, bringing right? it back. Huh? Yeah, it's, this it's is only experimental. experimental. Jeff Kaplan, I demand you to make this live tomorrow. I demand you to change this into the live patch tomorrow. Otherwise, I, I no, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you know, a lot of these do go live, so you got a shot. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God, if they say that the experimental card goes live, except for the Reinhardt changes, <laughs> I will. I, 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 That'd be pretty <laughs> funny. You'll come around uh, to Jim's things... house with a Reinhardt hammer. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. This, this with the plastic like... one, yeah. This seems like one of those patches where everything will go through. You know, there's no yeah. wacky yeah. stuff, there's yeah, no yeah. experimental stuff. It's like minor tweaks, minor changes that they can test 
uh, without pushing it to like the PTR. Have you tried it? Have you played it? No. Some no, I I haven't. But some it people seems were to me like that. Seems to that, me like um, Reinhardt change might not be minor. I don't know about yeah. you, but some people were powerful. bitching that you could like okay because you can cheat with the animation right mm -hmm. so you can like charge up the hammer and then swing your mouse uh, in the process of swinging it you change your camera to the left as well and then you can start swinging from the left so you get like hit from the right and then you can time it with a hit from the left at the same time so it's almost like a double hit which means that mm -hmm. you deal like extreme amounts of damage like very rapidly instead of it's like doom doom it's like and you just do massive amounts of damage now. So you can cheat the animation a little bit if you're smart and good at the game. Um, so that's I do that accidentally damage, sometimes. <laughs> I, I can never do it purposely. Which means you're good at the game. But I can do it accidentally. Every now and then I'll, I'll get the double dink and I'll be like, ooh, okay. Oh, <laughs> what I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Time for the final segment. And it's one that I put a lot of a lot of prep and thought into. Yeah, it's time for Brent's Player of the Week presented by T-Mobile. Kurt, please yeah, T-Mobile. Roll Boom the Brent. tape. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good day. My name is Tony Maloney, and here I'm eating a donut. Hair piece. In the finest bakeries in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> you might be wondering why I'm here today, talking to some of you. It's Brent's Player of the Week presented by T-Mobile. <laughs> You say that hair piece? Yeah, you had like one does, piece of hair, just does like. Does look like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does that, also that. look like I'm wearing. Like, you did like a little like a bun in the back, but it was just one like, piece <laughs> of hair just stuck up. A little toupee that action. Is a lovely guest appearance from Tony Baloney. Mm -hmm. Tony yeah. Baloney coming through. I mean, he, I called him up and he said, "Yeah, I can record a couple of. I can record you something." Okay. That's Absolutely. Great. Yeah, we go well, way back. Wouldn't have said it like that though, would he? How did he actually say it? Yo, we go way back, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot how to do I the Tony. Like Baron had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I forgot how to do the 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 voice. Anyway, I I'll be honest with you. Every week this comes up, this award, and I've been so busy recently that I'm just gonna on a whim hand this out. Now, who do you think deserves it today? Do you think it should Ooh. be the Chesapeake Bay? candle company but they're good candles no. that they've produced no, no it shouldn't you don't think so no, no absolutely not not until they give us money we're not promoting do you think them it on should Brent's be player of the week presented by t-mobile do you think it should be beasley one of the players for the <laughs> for the buffalo bills no you're hoping he's brent's i'm player hoping he's gonna be no, my player of the week like next the week third receiver on that team oh it's the player of the week hey, can, I, can i just say before we get the official one uh, one of my player of the week is actually T-Mobile themselves. Ooh, they you got your phone in. So I got, I got a phone from T-Mobile. Thank you. Wow. That's, That's pretty extremely, nice. extremely nice of you. So I got a Google Pixel 5 uh, ready to go with the newest launch of the Google Pixel. Thank you so much, T-Mobile. Very swanky. Yo, T-Mobile Burns player Hashtag of the week. Well, I, I figured I'd give this award to somebody who honestly has been complaining a lot recently. They've oh, been bitching, they've been moaning about not receiving this goddamn award. <laughs> so it's about it time that it should go to Sideshow Gaming for his Aye. contributions to the Overwatch scene and also predicting Glistered at a San Francisco uh, Contributions shop. to the Overwatch scene? What has he done? Uh, I've done uh, a lot. All right, Matthew, I've done a lot. 
Yeah. He, he stops by in between Valor and VOD. So he's got, he's, he makes a random guess, and then, and then he's the player of the week. What is this? Yeah, yeah you know, he's... this wasn't a random guess. This was a San Francisco Shock approved 200 IQ prediction. Yeah. What about Johnny's mustache? Jesus. Oh, Christ. yeah. I'm going to go no, be like Monty and name it something. I'm going to give the mustache a name. What did Monty call his mustache? I can't remember. Because I really? made a Twitter account called Philip the Mustache, and I took a picture <laughs> of Monty with a mustache. Oh, just I... in case it became a thing. That's a challenge for the viewers. Put in the Reddit thread on Competitive Awards or whatever. Put in the name for the mustache. Okay? Johnny a brainstorm. I'll be honest with you guys. When we've been hunting for engagement from Junior. our fan base, we have gone to every different platform imaginable. I've said type a comment in the YouTube things. I think at some point Everywhere. you guys have asked for them to tweet at us, and now Johnny's asking for them to be on Reddit. Actually, do it, do it on YouTube. Do it on YouTube. Uh, I it genuinely is. Here's, here's what we'll actually do, though. If the best name for Jonathan's mustache will get pinned as the YouTube comment for this video. Yeah, and then when future, people, when future people are watching this, don't, uh, don't add any context to the name, by the way. Just the name. And then so when people come on, they'll see a pinned comment that says something like, uh, like, Jeremy Sloppadopoulos, and they'll just be like, what the hell is that about? Well, that's Lucha, just Luchador Hat. Luchador Hat 78. Mm. Robert that's, Paulson. That's the name of the antagonist. His name in... was Robert Paulson. <laughs> that's what you should call it, and then shave it off and hold a little ceremony. <laughs> Crusher 98. Oh God! Uh, wait. So wait. So so is Josh the player of the week or Johnny's mustache? No, Josh no, is the player no, of the week. It's, it's Josh. Josh. The player of the week. I, I'm tempted. Okay. To, I'm tempted. I'll, I'll concede this one to Josh. I was tempted to concede. pull up. You weren't in the running. <laughs> I was tempted to pull up the the candles because Kurt, can you pull up the thing I linked in the Overwatch channel uh, by any chance? The image because my, I'm recording a video in advance and it's going to be coming out All soon. All you right? do is plug your own YouTube channel yeah, here. Yeah, I'm reviewing. <laughs> What is this? I'm reviewing uh, eight candles that looks like at once. Trying to summon a cat girl. That looks yeah. like a summoning Whoa. ritual for a cat girl. Oh, it does look like he's trying to Whoa. summon something. It's like a uh, in WoW, you know, you can summon a doom guard with a ritual of doom. This is kind of like yeah, it's some weird ritual. Yeah. It looks like you've you you've had to slice the body of an e boy in half and put it in between a circle of candles. <laughs> And it summons their counterpart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway. All right, Josh, well, what do you have to say that you've won? Yeah. Uh, well, congrat uh, wait, congratulations. That's, That's what people say when they win. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to winning, to I guess. <laughs> congratulations to me. I was great. I really well. Uh, well, I think in honor of me winning, the rest of you should try and predict correctly who gets it this week. Mm. Uh, sorry, not who gets player of the week. I should be more specific. <laughs> Which team and player is going to announce a signing that stuffs us over at the end of this episode? At the end of this episode? Yeah, well, not at the end of the episode, but what is going to come out? What announcement is going to come out right after Plat Chat? Like oh. at some point, Tuesday afternoon, evening, Tuesday. Wednesday morning. Like what I is the brand next I, next announcement? I think we're 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 right on the corner of like valiant and mayhem stuff mm. i'm i think uh, atlanta have to do something atlanta have to announce something right what do you mean didn't they just announce a dps player like we covered it two weeks ago did, did they i mean i can't remember uh he's why do i it, 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 
Feather, I think we said he's going to New York. No, I think it was uh, the rumor is he's going to New York. Yeah, was it? I uh, I like to say, oh, wait a second. Is his name Falcon? No, no, it was Pelican. It was Pelican. 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 Yeah, I knew it was a bird. I knew it was yeah. a bird. It was a falcon or a bird. I knew he was a bird. <laughs> Feather and Pelican. That's so funny. I I um I actually forgot that Pelican was on this team. Yeah, oh, it's, I, it's this, ridiculous. I think we talked about this it two whole weeks time ago. I've been thinking about yeah. uh them without Pelican. Yeah. God, uh, I really don't believe that the bottom level teams can catch up to Atlanta though. No, like yeah. we were saying, like the measuring stick, like it with, with uh, Yeah, I mean uh, with just like uh, him and Edison, I think they're g they're good enough to just yeah. try to roll over some team. <laughs> I mean, don't, uh, don't take anything for granted. I mean, it's the Atlanta rain at this point. Like, yeah, mm. we'll have mm. to see. I think they'll continue uh, along there. I think Boston Uprising is going to announce something. They've announced Stand One now. I think you know they got the ball rolling. They uh, Huck got some things up his sleeve. They're starting to announce yeah, we... stuff because he's confident about their plan and like things are coming together. I think we'll see more Boston Uprising signings. Get Listen, guys, card. I'd love to keep this episode going, but I've got a game Who? to watch and okay. videos to edit, and I got to pack watch. my bags because I'm getting on a flight well, you, tomorrow. Well, you didn't let us. You didn't let us. Yes, I'm going to say Boston adds an off tank, either Janu, Mecco, or McGravy. They're going to add Ooh. somebody. Okay. All right. Overwatch contenders. Uh, let's go. Josh, with did Milky you, you said something? I think Boston Operation is going to add Milky Man. There you go. Josh, you, you said go. something. No, wait, he's a main tank. Shit. Oh, well. <laughs> I was gonna... Well, Brent, why, what are you making in your guess? I've already won. I've already won this week. I can't oh, believe yeah. back to back. I don't really like guessing. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I well, mean... yeah, no, good. Good. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> good, way, to, way to contribute there, Brent. Uh, nice to have you on this week's yeah, episode. Yeah. I, guys, I spent the Toronto I've Defiant. Got... What? Who? Who? I spent to Toronto Defiant. That'd be cool. Okay. On the main roster. Sure. Okay. That'd be dope. I think she's uh I think that was like on Reddit. I saw that. Uh, Wait, I think she yeah, called yeah, a she bunch of people, people from uh Toronto. No. It was like a no, rumor. I made the signing myself. Yeah, no, uh, Johnny definitely just myself. got that from, from no, Reddit. Yeah. He definitely went no. to Reddit, hit new that was on that Reddit? Was definitely at the top. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Well yeah. listen, guys. I I love to chat. I'd love to stay in chat and do my job, but I gotta go. So Okay. We we got to end this episode, I guess. Well, you have to make a prediction, or we're not leaving. We have, I have to make yeah. a prediction. Okay. Yeah, you're um, the one who's. <laughs> Who are you summoning in this picture? I am summoning Bill Dippley. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What is you that? You stupid I can't idiot! That I cannot. You are that. just a moron. <laughs> I, is, uh, am I not, do I uh, know what let me is? let me think. No. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Everybody, shut up. Was that supposed to be funny? Let me think. Yeah, that oh, was okay. Brent's Zuma humor. Oh. Let me think. I didn't get it because I'm a boomer. Let me think. We we give you about say, say a Korean think, yeah. name and New York Excelsior. That's all. I'm you trying have to think. Kurt, I'm trying to think of the gaps Kurt in teams. The gaps in Kurt, teams. I'm trying to. Trying to Kurt think. Could have come up with a name in some team already, uh, and he doesn't even follow that much overwatch he just produces the show and finds everything waving your your lighter around isn't going to help your mental i don't know can't think of any 
Jesus Christ. I mean, you could have literally just stolen one of Halo's reports yeah. and banked on like uh, a, like an 80% Bianca, chance of Bianca being Bianca New York. You could yeah. have said, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. You could have Hold said, on. okay, Bruno okay, how about, how about this? How about this? How about this? I gotta, gotta search it up. <laughs> Give me a second. This uh, is the worst ending of an episode ever. Give me ever. a second. Give me a second. Uh, Give me a second. Give me a second. Just anyone. Just say a player. Yeah. Like, just pick a name and a player and a team. Give me a second. Libero. Should I pick up Mitchell Trubisky for oh, the first team Libero. Oh, there we go. To what team? Florida. Ah. Okay, well. Okay, all weird, right, but all right. I guess that means the end of the episode. Well, we'll we'll see you next time. Thank you everybody for watching. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>